Choices to you. We offer a large variety of restaurants to choose from. Hot food delivered to your home or office. Whether you like Italian, Mexican, Thai, wings or burgers, at Choices to You, we have you covered for lunch or dinner. Choices to You. Visit us online at choicestoyou.com or call 678-691-4541 in North Fulton or 678-765-8989 in Gwinnett. Eat out without going out. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the beautiful Sanesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for the Tiffany Crewman Show. The Tiffany Crewman Show is powered by Fulfillment Strategies International, client-focused global fulfillment, 20 years strong and counting. And greetings, 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 everybody. This is Stephen Julian, normally... Monday through Thursday, I am just your mild-mannered, everyday, independent financial advisor. But on Fridays, I am let loose. I am set out of my cage. I am sent into the beautiful Subaru Gwinnett Studios inside the wonderful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel to be the slightly annoying co-host of the Tiffany Crewman Show next to the wonderful, incomparable, and four weeks away from being a mommy for the third time, <laughs> Tiffany Crewman. Hey, Tiffany. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm about to pop, as my son says. <laughs> okay. All of, a lot of your energies right now are going into <laughs> yes. getting ready to be a mommy again, but you have enough energy to come and host your show. That's right. And uh, we're excited today. We've, uh, we do have back in the studio, we have Noah Neely from Product Quick Start. His partner, Don, unfortunately couldn't be here today, so Noah is going to be the guest du jour and yeah. <laughs> uh, the expert witness. And we'll get into that in just a second. But uh, before we do, we actually have a funny kind of quick story about Product yeah, Quick Start. Yeah. So you uh, talk a little bit about uh, what, what happened in the small okay. world that you came across this week. Well, now that we're doing the show and we've started our Facebook group for the show, I have gotten more involved in some of the entrepreneur Facebook groups and just letting them know that we have our group and to join us and uh, stumbled across a guy and a great product uh, a couple of days ago, and I was commenting on his product and how phenomenally it was designed. And I was really curious because you know you see a lot of these different products, and it's it's a um, it's a faucet. We'll talk about it in January. Don't give too much away. Do it, the tease. because it's a faucet that that lets you know that it took some some engineering. You yeah. Know? And so I was raving in this group publicly about you know back and forth with him about wow like I, I don't know how you nailed the design. What is your background? He happens to be an engineer, but not in that industry, which we'll get into later too. <laughs> and he, long story short, at the end, he says, well, no, I'm an engineer of aircrafts, but I worked with a gentleman named Noah at Product Quick Start in Lawrenceville, Georgia. And this guy is on the other side of the country. And I was like, what? How is that possible? They're show partners. So I was thrilled to see that not only did he do a great job, but that this product that I was organically raving about in this group happened to be one of Noah's so in, brainchild. So let me get this straight. In trying to help other entrepreneurs bring their products to market, not only through your show, but also telling them about your Facebook group and joining their Facebook groups and starting conversations, you were looking to help people and also refer people to our partners who can help them. Mm -hmm. And they already had yes. a partner who can help them, and he's in the studio with us. <laughs> All roads uh, this lead morning. to Noah. Yeah. <laughs> All roads lead to Noah and Don and Product Quick yeah. Start. So, um, actually, uh, the tease is that next month in January, we're hoping to bring this gentleman on. Yes. Uh, and talk about the process and talk about his product. And, Definitely. And so you'll hear more about that. He's a great case study because he's got it from you know day one. He showed me a ton of different pictures of prototypes that he had, and 
um, 3D modeling, which is very fascinating. People yeah. love to see that. So we'll share all the pictures of um, how far his product has come, you know, where it started and where it ended up. Nice. So we already have a success story, as yes. there are many success. And you met him just kind of through a Facebook group. But uh, part of his success is because of Product Quick Start and Noah McNeely. Noah, welcome uh, back into the studio. Well, thank you. Yeah. Glad to be here. Now, you, uh, we were talking about what we, you know, last time you and Don were on, we really took the time to just let you guys talk about your business. Kind of gave everybody an introduction. I'd encourage everybody to go back and listen to that uh, last podcast. Um, you already gave some great insight, great kind of 50,000 foot view. So bringing you guys back on as, as our partners, we said, okay, so that was great. You did a great job introducing yourself. So where do we want to go next? So I'm going to let you kind of introduce the topic that you suggested to us that we can uh, kind of start talking about. Uh, sure. So uh, we talked about the uh, the topic of roadblocks. So what are some of the things that we've seen inventor entrepreneurs uh, run into that kind of stop them in their tracks or slow them down or really prevent them from finding the success that they dreamed about early on? And we, uh, you gave some homework, go away, come up with a, a list. And uh, conveniently, Don's not here on homework due day. So you know, that's... That's just the That's way not it a goes. pattern in Don's life, right? No, he, no, not a pattern. Especially with clients, yeah, he will deliver what needs to be delivered. Actually, Don wrote most of this uh, <laughs> this list, to be honest with you. So you're so, just going to um, take the credit. <laughs> well, that's one thing. Yeah, he, he should show up if he wants the credit, right? <laughs> you're the theatrically trained engineer who's going to go through the list. With Supposedly. Us. So um, now I now I'm going to I'm going to interject something here uh, with Tiffany real quick. So I, I like that he said roadblocks, um, but uh, Noah is is a classic engineer because. He wouldn't, he wouldn't go with the nice phrasing that I think somebody added, which was, we really, the topic is, hey, don't go there. So we're going to talk about, you know, things that, that these guys would lovingly say, mm-hmm. no, no, don't go there. And, and the reason you say that is because you're trying to help them avoid the roadblocks, trying to help them avoid the, the pitfalls, the yeah. fall into a hole and not be able to climb out of it. Well, because 20 years of experience gives you a broad view of what all those issues are, you know, whereas, you know, people starting out don't see that. They then have no clue what's about to come and, 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 and knock day, them on their butt, basically. And day in, day out of product development, you've seen mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. lot of stuff and you're always staying on top of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly, if we had a show every day for a year, we could probably cover yeah. them all, but uh, <laughs> we would try to consolidate down to just a few topics and, uh, you know, we'll go as far as we can and, you know, maybe we'll go deeper later. All right. Tiffany, uh, do you want to introduce the first topic since it's your show? Actually, I'll let Noah. This subject is, uh, I mean, he should say this one because he is the engineer. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the first roadblock? Or let's just, not the first, but what is one of the biggest roadblocks you come across? Well, I'd say one of the, uh, one of the challenges, and we wrote it down here, is you know, on our list, we call it, if you're not an engineer, don't presume to be one. Now, that sounds a bit rude and, and et cetera, but uh, it, it, it even applies to me. You know, I, it's, and I'll talk about that in a second. But one of the big challenges, or I guess one of the common things we hear or have heard in the last couple of decades is something along the lines of, I'm not an engineer, but I think this, I think that, et cetera, et cetera. Now, these are all incredibly smart people. I'm not, not demeaning anyone mm-hmm. in that regard, but... Um, you know, engineering product, there's a lot of experience mm-hmm. that goes into that. Even when I started 20 years ago, I had to learn a lot just by doing the process. Mm-hmm. I had to work with people that had done it before. I had to go through trial by fire. Well, well why can't you make a plastic product that way? I thought you could. And then, right. oh, well, that's why. And then, you know, that, that goes into my, uh, my list of things I know now. So there's a whole, li- there's, it's, it's, it's really more than I could give you a list on, but, um, 
Often, so, it, so it doesn't seem like Noah is tooting his own horn and saying, come to an engineer, come to an engineer. Let's dive into that a little bit. You know, when I learned that lesson the hard way, when it comes to Ava the elephant and her head and the way that this head is designed, I didn't know the first thing about injection molding. So it took someone like yourself sitting there and saying, look, when this goes into a machine and this plastic shoots into this machine and it dries, to get it out of the machine is a certain process and it needs to come out very quickly so that we can pump these out when we're in production. And so sometimes one little lip, you know, around the back of that head or one little turn on an ear could change the whole production time and your entire cost. So he's not, he's not saying that because he wants to charge you <laughs> crazy amounts for <laughs> engineering. It's It could make or break your business well, on the production side. And your example of it that you lived is a very, is, is, at least one very small little part of the injection molding. Mm-hmm. I think also you 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 started the topic by saying you're, I'm not an engineer, but I guess the very first thing and the most obvious thing is somebody with an engineering background. When it comes to a product, there might be something that they need to make sure this can be done. Physics don't change, mm-hmm. so let's make it. I mean that that's one of the big ones, right? Well, sure. I mean it's there's there's the physical aspect of things. Is it even physically possible? But Almost, you know, a lot of people understand that, you know, that that's sort of, there's some intuition there. You know, a lot of people already come to the table knowing if things are possible. It's the deeper level of the laws of manufacturing, the laws of economics that often come into play. As, mm-hmm. as Tiffany was saying, sometimes it's a little lip or it's a very small feature that makes what could be a $2 product, yes. a $5 product. What makes what could be a six month development cycle, a 12 or 18 month mm-hmm development cycle. And we can see those things very quickly just because we've done them before. And right. it's not just because we're, you know, we're engineers. You know, in fact, sometimes our worst, well, I don't want to say it that way. Sometimes our most um, <laughs> challenging clients are engineers themselves. They're just engineers in other industries. Correct. They're in industries I don't know anything, uh, anything about. You know, maybe they're in the HVAC industry or they've, they're, they're chemical engineers or, or whatever the case may be. Sometimes and I'm guilty of this too, they will take what they know about their own industry and try to apply that to product development. We all have sort of a common engineering uh, baseline, but there's so much beyond just engineering that goes into getting a product to the market at the right price on the right timeline and without wasting a ton of money developing Mm -hmm. uh, the wrong features. And as the the person sitting at the table who has not launched a product or helped other people launch a product, I'm going to ask what might be a very ignorant question in that answer you just gave the cost of $2 product to a $5 product, you're talking about the cost of producing the product. That's mm-hmm. right. Right. So so that obviously applies to the economics. A six-month cycle to a 12-month cycle, it's hard for me to succeed in my business if it's taking me twice the time to get the product to market without listening to some good advice that you can give to not shortcut the process, but make the process better of getting yes. the product to market. Did I state that right? Yes. Uh, yeah, more or less. I mean, I'll, I'll give, ah, we're arguing. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Well, let me give an example. Let the engineer and, uh, yes, excuse the me. <laughs> I'm not going to give any actual names or uh, or describe products to protect the guilty and the innocent. But uh, <laughs> last year, earlier this year, we worked with a with a lady who had a great idea for a product, and um, she'd been developing it for a long time. Unfortunately, she'd worked with some freelance engineers that she'd hired that weren't really that great at product development. They were kind of good at uh, making CAD models, but that was about it. They didn't know how to make a, um, they made her a CAD model, something that theoretically would work, but couldn't necessarily be manufactured. 
But unfortunately, that experience has sort of jaded her on engineers. So by the time she got to us, she really didn't want to hear any more advice. Uh, so she ultimately ended up not taking all of our advice, which would have actually taken her product, which ended up, well, I'm assuming she's still working on it, but ended up being a product that had about 15 or 20 parts, which oh. makes it very expensive yeah. because every different part is a, is a new mold you have to make, which is capital costs. And it's also, there's assembly costs. There's just mm-hmm. the amount of plastic and metal and et cetera. If she had taken our advice, we could have gotten her down to about five or 10 parts, but she would have had to give up a few things that she was very, very excited about that really weren't mm. that important to her product in the long run, unfortunately. Well, I think, I think not only is that a great story, that's also a great segue to, I think, the second thing that uh, on this <laughs> long list of don't go there, roadblocks and pitfalls that you've seen people run into and you try to help them avoid is people bring you their babies. Yes. Right. Their, their idea, their product, their, their million dollar idea is it's not, it's not a dollar amount. It's, it's their baby. So you get, you have advice to people as they start this process. What, what sounds horrible piece of advice, but is actually very valuable. What would you tell them? Well, you know, we, we say don't cling to your baby too, too tightly. In, in fact, Don, Don likes to say that he, he tells people their baby is ugly. Uh, that's actually, I, I, you know, that's one of his catchphrases. He says he's been saying that as long as I've known him. But uh, uh, what we mean by that is sometimes this great idea you have, you have, maybe you've worked on it for a year, maybe you've worked on it for 10 years. I've worked I've worked with people that have been working on their ideas for you know, most of their lives and they've got all this wrapped into it, all this emotion, mm-hmm. all these things where these translate sometimes a lot of money, a lot of time, you know, a lot of other people's money sometimes, but they've got all this wrapped into, well, it's got to have these features and it's got to look just like this. And it's got to have every one of these details. Mm-hmm. And all these are super important, but really sometimes you need to take a step back. You need to accept some advice about, well, yeah, we can make it just like you have it here. Mm-hmm. That's going to be essentially a $20 product. And you're trying to sell something that you probably can only sell for $8 or whatever the case is. We need to work together and take some of these features off. We need to make some minor mm-hmm. changes. Sometimes things that are relatively minor changes can save a ton of money. Like we were talking about with the plastic lip and things well, like that. A, I've got a great example of that again, um, because Ava has been licensed. I'm working with the design team, <clears throat> excuse me, the engineers at the new company and the redesign of Ava. And I have clearances on basically passing or failing the design. You know, that's part of my um, contract. And I know now, you know, eight years later, <laughs> where eight years ago, I would have said, no, I want the shape of the head to be, I want it to go in a half an inch here. And I want that, you know, certain little things I would have been so stuck on, like what you're saying. And they came to me just this week and there were some changes that need to be made to her. And I could see instantly just from the experience that I have now that the head needed to be left alone. And that was because the components that were in the back of the head had already been designed and designed well around a, a new syringe. And so I was, I was smart enough now with some of my experience to say, okay, leave the head like it is, but change the ears, change the eyes, you know? And if you can tell somebody that and they can listen, that's the key, you know, up front, they're saving a lot of hassle, a lot and, of money. And the reason, Noah, they're not re- listening is because it's their baby. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's it's their baby. It's their idea. And sometimes, you know, sometimes the real roadblock there is a mental roadblock in the sense that, that these are people that are, they're focused more on the idea than on the business model than on the business mm. case. A lot of people are so obsessed with this idea they've been working on. They don't, they don't take a step back and realize, okay, well, I've got to, 
actually be able to sell this, which means it's got to cost a certain amount, which means it's got to get on the market in a certain timeline Mm -hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. So they they get so focused on what's got to do this and this and this and this and this that they lose track of if it doesn't get to the market, none of that matters. But don't you think that's because they they can't see the big picture yet? I think a lot of that comes from almost anxiety of if I focus on the design, because this is what I can change. And I ignore the fact, like you said, that I have to plan out the actual business portion of it. It's almost like they shove that under the rug because they don't well, want to face it. Well, also, and please tell me if I'm speaking out of turn, but also it's, I've got this great idea and I've, I guess I'll use the phrase, build a better mousetrap. If I build the best mousetrap, everyone will come flocking to me to buy <laughs> this. And that's not thinking around a business plan, right? I mean, yeah. it, everybody thinks, oh, it'll be great. And, and everyone will stop buying that product and they'll buy my product. That's just not the case. Yeah, I I would call that visionary thinking, but not necessarily (laughs) in a good way. I've worked with people that have this this great vision. You know, the fun part, that's coming up with the product, the idea, the feature set. This is all the exciting stuff. And then they have this vision of in the future, it's going to be on the market and it's going to be successful and they're going to be, you know, it's going to be in all these stores. But they leave out everything in the middle. They uh-huh. just sort of wave their hands and assume that everything in the right. middle is going to get taken care of. But that everything in the middle, that's the hard part. That's often the real work. And that's what we try to do in the early stages. When they're in that fun part, we try to educate them about that middle part. I'm so quoting that they're not, Noah right now because I love that. Everything in the middle. <laughs> Don't ignore The middle is where you, you fail or succeed. And, right. and it's, it's, you know, a lot of people have great ideas. It's how you execute those ideas that make the difference. In that execution, that's the hard work. That's the reality side. That's the kind of that's that's the tough thinking, the the hard sledding part. And a lot of people don't want to think about that. They just want to think about their idea and how awesome it is. It's their baby, right? <laughs> you're you're calling my baby ugly, and or, or Don, Don is, is. <laughs> not you. well. Just remember, you got to raise that baby. You got to teach that baby morality. You got to teach them not to throw peas at other kids. You got to teach, you got to, you got to get them to college. You know, and, there's a lot in the middle between yeah. that baby and a grown up, And, and that baby moving out of the house, right? right. Because right. the people who can never get off that idea and never take it to the, it's going to stay in their house, live forever and be in their basement for the wrong reasons <laughs> instead of their business that needs to come out of the basement. We are uh, we're speaking with Noah McNeely. He and Don Muntner are the partners of Product Quick Start. Uh, they are wonderful partners of our show. Uh, and uh, just to remind you, you are listening to the Tiffany Crewman Show. Tiffany Crewman Show is powered by Fulfillment Strategies International, client-focused, global fulfillment, 20 years strong and counting. At FSI, fulfillment is more than just packing and shipping boxes. It's thinking far outside of them. I, I would dare say that the wonderful people at FSI can uh, help you avoid a couple of different roadblocks. Yes. <laughs> and we'll talk to them about that. Uh, so anyway, so we've talked about, we spent a, a few minutes on engineering, which all the mm-hmm. tech grads are happy. And uh, if you're not an engineer, don't presume to be one. Get good help. And we, we've talked about clinging to your baby. What's, what's our next roadblock that we want to kind of out of that baby? Yeah. You, you used a phrase off the air about MVP. And I think as, <laughs> as we've been talking about the baby of someone's idea, and you talked about making it a viable business, that's where this topic of, of MVP, how, how could, what, explain what MVP is and what the roadblock is around that. Sure. Uh, well, MVP, MVP stands for minimum viable product. The principle there is what is finding that, that, that balance between what is the product I can get out there with the feature set that will allow me to grab some market share 
but not not spending so much time developing features that are going to number one make my product very expensive and number two delay my launch. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I also like to use the phrase "early viable product" because we don't absolutely have to go to the minimum. There are oftentimes a lot of things we can put in the product that are free or cheap, both from a development timeline standpoint and a and a cost standpoint. So, early viable product, minimum viable product. What we're trying to do there, what we try to encourage people there is, number one, realize there's no perfect product. All these great things you want to put in your product, you can keep adding them and um, you, you may, you're, you're still never going to get it to be absolutely perfect. The key is get to a good product that can launch, that can generate revenue. And then, you know, then we can talk about adding things for Gen 2 and beyond. It's not just a problem with entrepreneurs and inventors. You know, I've been doing product development for 20 years, worked with some very large companies. And frankly, (laughs) some of the largest companies out there have problems with this. They're very reluctant to, some of the product managers are reluctant to launch a product unless it's got all the bells and whistles in it. And um, I worked with, again, I'm not going to, not gonna, not gonna accuse the guilty here, but especially I work, the big companies. Well, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they have lawyers and, and stuff. So, but we're we, a little show. We don't will never it. admit that they're wrong. So go <laughs> ahead. It, yeah. So um, worked with a gentleman uh, out of a fairly large company that was uh, working with us to to launch and develop a line of um, uh, well, consumer products. Basically, we worked on this program for about two years. Should have been about one year that we worked on it. But the challenge with this particular um, team was he kept coming up, he and his team kept coming up with other ideas that they wanted to add to the line. So that stretched his delivery time out. It stretched his, his costs out. And ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, ultimately that, that line did fail because it didn't get wow. to the market on time and, and it was very expensive. Um, and had we simply launched with the first round of products mm-hmm. in that in that particular line, it would have been much more successful, in my opinion. So do you think the Kickstarter craze, you know, that we're going through now has helped that because it's kind of shev- pushing people forward? Or <laughs> you've seen probably what I've seen, right. that a lot of it is just a pie-in-the-sky dream, right? They have this this 3D CAD drawing, or not even a CAD drawing, just mm-hmm. a 3D model, and everybody says, ooh, I want to buy that. And it can't even be, like you've said before, manufactured. Yeah, Kickstarter is sort of a whole other... Uh, <laughs> That's another show. It's, for another a, show. it's a whole other bag of problems uh, yeah. for entrepreneurs. There's there's good and there's a lot of bad mm-hmm. there too. Not not Kickstarter's fault. Kickstarter is what it right. is. But the way, it well, I, I could see how that platform leads to baby clinging, leads to, you know, perfect product. I think mm-hmm. I have this perfect product that's not viable even. I mean, I, I could see how that platform... Sure. The, the biggest problem I see, I mean, this is off topic, but the biggest problem I see with crowdfunding and Kickstarter is people go out there, they raise money without understanding how much money they mm-hmm. need to raise. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. examples of, oh, well, we raised $400,000. We're going to be awesome. Yeah, but it's going to cost $500,000 to uh-huh. launch your product. <laughs> and we were selling, we were giving them away on the Kickstarter for $20, but That's they right. actually cost 32 yeah. That's right. And, and yeah, so here we go. I, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I've, had a question, it fell out of my Sorry, head. Sorry, so. I shouldn't well, have brought up Kickstarter. That's no, no, that, that's actually, actually, that's a decent segue. It's not on our list, but that's really <laughs> another, it's, it, it's another roadblock. Uh, let me it just kind of take that up a level in the sense that one of the roadblocks we find that people, um, entrepreneurs and, and startups, small companies have, they kind of leap before they look 
they, they don't really understand the, uh, the full process well enough to, to, to go uh, all the way through. So they'll start investing money and time, et cetera, in something beyond what they need to without fully understanding what it's going to take to get mm-hmm. all the way to the market. Or so if no, they should even do it. Or if they should even do it. So now I'm not saying, you know, sometimes you have to invest a couple thousand dollars or whatever to, to determine if there's a viable path forward. But I'm talking about sometimes people will jump in, they'll go out, they'll spend $10,000 on a patent. Right. They'll spend $10,000 or whatever on this really nice prototype, all these things. And they don't even have right. a roadmap beyond, okay, once I've got this prototype, what's it going to take? To get this to the market, what's it going to cost to produce it, to develop it, to build the inventory, Absolutely. and et cetera? So they don't. They get this prototype, these these renderings, et cetera. They don't even know how much money to go out and raise mm-hmm. from investors. And I'm like, well, that's something you really ought to think about before you spend that ten or twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And that you know, that's something we try to help them with. But um, you know, unfortunately, we we run into people all the time that have already spent money on the mm-hmm. wrong things. That's and, where Shark Tank uh, gets a little tricky because it gets people in that. I need an investor mode. Everybody's stuck on the fact that I need an investor. Well, you don't know that yet. Like you said, I would rather them have a a two or $300 consult with you and, and kind of see this clear path, you know, Mm -hmm. for the next six months, than go out and secure an investment investment for something that shouldn't even be made. Or or even almost even worse, go out and secure an investment for half of what you really need. Yes. Because then you've got an investor that wants his money back Mm -hmm. and you, and you, you've got no Mm -hmm. business. Tiffany, I'm sitting over here and I'm, I'm listening to all this great advice uh, from Noah and I'm, remi- I'm remembering uh, <coughs> uh, just a few months ago, it was you came in with all these notes and said, we're going to take some shows and we're going to talk about what does it take to, I've got this idea, how do I turn it into a product that I can launch on the market? And that's where we're still on that journey and we hope to still be on this journey for a while mm-hmm. longer, always mm-hmm. trying to help uh, small business owners and, and entrepreneurs and and, um, you know, you started with some notes and you started with your story and, and, uh, I guess, you know, the whole don't go there in Roblox, we're going to talk about a lot more of them in the coming months. You didn't ask me to say this, Noah, but I, I think the whole main message of don't go there is the very first thing someone should do is find someone they can trust to talk through the process with who won't just take their money to do something, but will, yes. their money is worth who advice. sees the big picture too. Yeah. yeah. And, and will point out the good and the bad and, and give them homework and sure. give them, you know, give them honest feedback, dispassionate advice. I, I don't know. I, how many other phrases can I come up with? <laughs> so the very first thing is, you know, someone like you and Don to just go, let us poke holes in what you're doing so that you don't mm-hmm. waste a lot of time and a lot of money. And then we'll, or if you're past that already, then there's other parts of the process of development of product that you can help with. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. I mean, I, the analogy so I would call use. Now. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes fifteen ninety nine. Yeah, sometimes people jump into this. It's kind of like the way sometimes the way some people sometimes jump into this. I'll get that sentence right eventually. <laughs> it's almost like I'm going to build a house. I'm going to hire the guy to go lay a foundation. I don't even have a house plan yet. Just just go build a foundation mm-hmm. over there. Right. And tell me when you're done, and then I'll think about the next step. Or you worse would never yet, build a house that way. Or, or worse yet, I'm going to build a house. And, and by the way, go make this lattice work that's going to go on the tress, uh, trestle mm-hmm. by the garden. That's going to be great. you know. And they're like <laughs> on step number 982 when they haven't let. Yeah, that, that's good. Well, I got to say, we, we don't fault any listeners for doing that because it is such a confuse, confusing industry when you go into it and you start to Google and you start to look up different things and read different books. It pulls you in a thousand different directions. Right. 
that's why it took us so long to kind of get the the vision of the show and for me to even figure out what is their first step. Because when they came to me, even I was like, you know, some of the stuff I've never even touched. I don't want to advise on that. I needed someone like Noah and Don right. on my team that would have seen pretty much everything. Because again, your story was completely backwards. Yes. You, you started on TV. <laughs> And, and I did went, make a lot of those mistakes. Uh, yeah. That's what I can share is a lot of the mistakes I made. And, and Noah won't, again, he's a, he's about protecting the innocent and the guilty as well. Mm-hmm. And so kind of unstated in some of that is be careful of who you listen to, be careful of who you give money to, and and don't just go get a patent and mm-hmm. spend $10,000. I mean, make sure you're ready to be at that part of the process and be confident. And Tiffany, I want to I wanna, uh, prop up Noah for one other thing. He practices what he preaches. Because a while ago, he was talking about um, MVP, minimum viable product. And he said, I prefer EVP, an early viable product. But you know, as well as I do, Noah, that MVP sells a lot better than EVP <laughs> as, a, as an acronym. So you were sure. willing to not cling to that baby of EVP and said, okay, we'll call it MVP. Early right. viable right. product. That's not exciting. MVP. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. The, the, article, the article I wrote about that on our website is, is titled MVP. Because you're right. Nobody knows what EVP stands for. Even it's not, the way it's not exciting. Even yeah. the way you're saying it, the article is titled MVP. I mean, I could tell it you was know, a baby. A little bit of a baby. If you think I'm a nerdy engineer, you should meet some of the people I know. I worked with a guy once. It, it's, it's like his whole language was acronyms. I was like, what does this mean? I don't get it. Just tell me That's in awesome. English. That's awesome. Um, well, and and I and uh, I think we're about ready to kind of wrap it up. Before we do, I I, I wanted to uh, give one little shout out off topic, if I can, uh, because the the title of this show uh, was "Don't Go There." But the one place our listeners can go, yes, is to choices to you dot com, right, mm-hmm. Tiffany? That's right. Um, so choices to you dot com is who delivers our show each and every week, and uh, we love Tom and his crew. And uh, I got to tell a little story about them real do. quick. Um, did we talk about it last week? I can't remember. No, because we weren't here. Yay. <laughs> Tiffany's so <Okay>. happy. <laughs> so I've got a little buddy named Link. And Link, um, well, no, I did talk about him. I talked about his... Um, talked about what was Tom going was to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we got to go visit him last week. And he was absolutely thrilled. You know, Tom, or not Tom, Santa came around the door and um, at his house. And he was just shocked to see Santa at his home. And I said, Santa's never come to your house before. And I was like, oh, I mean, when you were when away. You were away. Yeah. <laughs> so he had the best visit. He brought him, um, him and his dad, just this uh, huge spread of food for him and their um, 12 other family members that were coming into town. So um, the surprise went wonderfully and we've got video in the Facebook group and stuff. So it. yeah, it was really cool. Delivering, really, really cool. delivering uh, good food. So if... Good uh, company. So... Not everybody needs Santa to come and deliver yes. food. You might just need a, a good, reliable person to <laughs> a warm come bag. and deliver your food in, in a nice, uh, warm, wonderfully engineered uh, bag <laughs> to carry food and, and deliver it warm. So go to choicestu.com, see what restaurants are near you that you want to order from. Uh, you can order lunch, dinner, even some breakfast, uh, especially in the workplace. You're doing holiday parties, uh, getting some, uh, getting some uh, food delivered to your office or wherever you're doing that meeting. So. Thanks to choicestu.com. Noah, I'm going to, as, as we kind of finish up here, you know, uh, what a great introduction to the topic of don't go there, roadblocks and pitfalls. There are tons more we're going to go over. Um, uh, next time, hopefully Don won't have some roadblocks and pitfalls <laughs> that keep him from coming in and he'll be able to join the conversation as well. So let me just give you an opportunity for uh, people who are listening. How do they get in contact with Product Quick Start? And also... Um, Break down your website a little bit. You, your website is not static. You guys, you guys are constantly sure. making some updates and changes. So talk to people, 
through that because that would be a great resource for anybody, no matter where they are in business. Well, well first of all, I want to echo something Tiffany said earlier. If you've made any of these mistakes, we're not out to get you. We're, we're here to help because you know, you're a victim of just a lack of information that's out there. And, and frankly, there's a lot of bad information out there too. But, it's not uh, too late, right? There's it, it's, it's not, too, well, hopefully it's not too late for you. There's hope. <laughs> but, uh, um, At least you'll be honest about it if they're hoping. <laughs> yeah, I, right? I will be honest with you. If, if I think your, your product isn't going to make it, I will tell you. Um, and then you'll be upset with me and you'll leave. And that, that's, but you'll save the rest of your money. That's, that's right. exactly right. And your home. Don't mortgage your home. That's right. But uh, yeah, about our website, uh, we are in the, well, a couple of things. Number one, there are a number of uh, what I call best practices kind of articles up there um, that, that talk about some of the topics we've discussed here and a lot that we haven't. Um, feel free to check those out. We're also working on a, uh, what we're calling a product development or an invention development glossary. It's going to have a lot of different terms that we, we sort of take for granted because we've been doing this for a long time, but, uh, realize that a lot of people may not know what they mean. Uh, hopefully that's going to go live by the end of the year and, uh, that'll be up there too. So you can, uh, we can speak the same language a little, a little bit. And, um, the best way to reach us is through our website. Just go to product quickstart.com and uh, you contact us there and um, we'd love to love to hear from you. I can't wait till that until that glossary is live because that's basically what we covered about six, about six months ago. I brought in a very watered down version of that just from my experiences. So I'm sure his has, you know, 50, well, 50 times more information than mine did. And it's something that you're really going to need when you're speaking with these different vendors and um, manufacturers. You're going to need to know what these terms mean. So I'm excited Well, the good news that. is while you're waiting, Yes. There's a lot of other stuff you can read. <laughs> yeah. So it's productquickstart.com. Through that website, there's an easy way to contact you, uh, yes. a contact us form. Yeah. Of course, you guys have, have it well designed. So good job. No, uh, Noah McNeely, Product Quick Start. Uh, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Yeah. We'll uh, look forward to the next time. Uh, actually, next time we'll, we'll be uh, meeting one of your clients. <laughs> so that'll be cool. We're hoping to set that up for, uh, for next month. Tiffany. Yes. I, uh, I have a question to ask you. For people who are wanting to, we, we love our community of, of listeners, learners, and launchers. We love people who are, are listening to this show. Tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can keep in touch with you, and how they can maybe go a little bit deeper than uh, just listening to the show. As I knock over everything over on, on the, the table. <laughs> I just knocked over my water, the pen held. Okay, sorry. So now we'll see how um, Tiffany does when she's distracted. <laughs> And nine months pregnant. Thank you. That's always going to be my excuse for the next four weeks. For the next four weeks. Go, Go ahead. to uh, com forward slash listen live. And that's going to link you to the show, um, to our partners, to their websites, and our Facebook group. And so, yeah. so all of that is at yes. tiffanycrumans.com forward slash listen live. Listen live. And mm-hmm. Crumans is K-R-U-M-I-N-S. Um, I will, I will throw on top of that, that people can also follow you directly on Facebook and, and, uh, all of those, you're all across social media, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well done. Uh, I also want to remind our listeners that the Tiffany Crewman show, uh, happens live every Friday at 10 AM on Gwinnett business radio You can listen live 24 seven day or night to that and other shows. You can also subscribe to the podcast through your podcast service, through iTunes, and I want to give a little shout out uh, to the people who have rated our show. Uh, if you start to subscribe to the podcast, please, whatever your podcast service is, figure out a way to give us a rating. Uh, that's another way to stay in contact with us. You can certainly contact Tiffany directly through her website, but we'd love to see some good ratings and reviews uh, and just know that people are listening. So we would appreciate that. And we invite you to uh, join our community of listeners, learners, and launchers. So for Trey Odom, our producer, 
for Noah and for Tiffany, this is Stephen Julian. We'll see you next time on The Tiffany Crewman Show.